Can I get more of me in my headphones, Fuck please? off, I'm... man. Oh, remember how this felt, guys? <laughs> yeah, I didn't do that static. shit to you at all, we, man. I'm joking. We Everything sounds time. great. You want more, man? I can turn you all the way up. No, I sound, I was joking. I'll turn you all the way up, man. I don't give a fuck. I'll just take the headphones off. <laughs> I mean, we don't really need them. We're all in the same room. That is not again. how that works. Well, you know, it's not It's not at all helpful to have the headset. Not at all. No, I've watched Joe Rogan. He Where's my headphones. drink? Do you not remember when we would have like eight people on? No, no, and I the, do. Yeah. the drummer or the bassist of the band would be... <laughs> Who was that? Are you talking about me? No, I'm not talking oh, about you. Just you just blew my fucking ears yeah. out. Talking yeah. about people like you. Ugh. Just people like you. Morning. Yeah. Welcome to Don't Feed the Artists. Nice. <laughs> I'm Hagen. Uh, I'm Dave. I'm Adam. I'm Jackson. <laughs> Let's go around the table. How was everyone's 4th of July? You start, Dave. Uh, I was busy, and I had early mornings and late nights and gigs every day day did you do anything specific on fourth of july uh played a gig and then went and hung out with adam and hagen at adam's house yeah and and i I drank too much oh yeah and you at one point you were like why are you even on this show (laughs) at the end of the evening did you say that to him no No. he said that to me no but i'm saying did you just like pull up a mirror and say well why are you on this show (laughs) no no. that was the right response but it was hilarious it was so funny yeah, so Adam gets very. Uh, he looks like Santa Claus when he's uh, drunk because he gets that. What's that called? Uh, when it, drunk? It, it has a name. Whenever you uh, oh. get drunk, your cheeks uh, get red. Yeah, yeah. flushed. Flushed. Yeah. There you go. Okay. But there's a yeah. word. There's a specific thing yeah. for it. But you went from like zero to like you weren't drunk at all. Oh, yeah. no. I don't know how it. It seemed very quick. Well, I mean, I can give you an example of how. I mean, yeah, we know how. <laughs> so we Whiskey. know what Adam did. Uh, Hagen, what about you? Uh, I slept and then I uh, hung out with Kara and then I went to Adam's and that's about it. It's pretty great. Played video games too. That was pretty fun. Um, I, you know. I do want to point out Hagen's a good uh, you know, party guest because he brings his own bottle of whiskey and shot glasses. Yeah, I yeah, mean, I every time. It's not. A, it's not a question of if Adam has whiskey. It's that I don't want. He doesn't have to use his whiskey unless he wants to. I want to use his Blade Runner twenty forty nine whiskey. Do you still have any of that? Yeah, I still have a little bit. Mm-hmm. Have you been to Adam's house? Jackson, house viewers, yeah. listeners, yeah. have you yeah. seen? <laughs> have you seen his stat? His like his liquor uh, the bar area. The bar yeah. area? I, it's not ringing a bell now. No. Oh my goodness! So, what, uh, so for listeners who don't know, Armadillo Ale Works is a local uh, brewery around here, and they just discontinued a beer that I really like, so I bought three cases of it. Like a squirrel, you're just <laughs> yep. hoarding. Yep. When I found out that that beer was being discontinued, I like shed. I, I legitimately was at the bar ordering it. And they're like, yeah, we're just continuing. And I, like, shed a tear. I was like, That's also no. just quite a bomb to drop on you while you're uh, at the bar drinking it. Man, it was a fucking... I, like, that's, that, that was my first legal beer that I bought myself. And it was through Adam. It was on my 21st birthday during my crawl. I have such a vivid memory of this. being yeah. at li- in line at Lucky Lou's. And I'm drunk because my 21st birthday. And I, I asked Adam probably five separate times what beer he would order if he was up there. And I kept forgetting what he said. And was, what beer was it? Adam's like, I don't know, Greenbelt? The the Amarillo? The Amarillo? He's like, the Greenbelt. I'm like, oh, what beer was it? (laughs) That's so funny. Oh, yesterday I had a car, my car battery died for the first time ever. Oh, damn. Welcome to Texas. It was weird. And I was, it it happens a lot more in Texas. It died outside of a store. I was parked right next to a Tesla. (laughs) 
<laughs> Man, uh, I sure hope the battery on my car never dies. <laughs> All right, Jackson, what did you fucking do during Fourth of July? <laughs> I uh, I watched sumo wrestling. <laughs> What's more American than watching sumo did, wrestling? Did you watch it in your car? No, no, I did not. But uh, figuring out the rules of sumo wrestling and uh, that was fun. So that's what I did for Fourth of July. Um, Sorry, can I interrupt you really fast? I have to ask, what are the specifics aside from? You can't leave like it's a circle, right? The, if once you get knocked yeah. out of the circle, you have to pronounce wrestling like wrestling. All right, so offensive, wrestling. <laughs> so, no, he was making fun oh, of me. That was okay. not a race joke. Okay, no, <laughs> goodness, no. Yes, no, I was making fun of Jackson. I okay. had to clear that up since we're not no. editing. I thought you were gonna say no. It was definitely a race joke. No, it was not. One hundred percent not. Okay. So wait. So wait. So what, are there like like fouls or anything like that or like I didn't really come into uh, you know any of those but uh, i don't remember the the actual names for everything because a lot of the names are in japanese if not okay. all of it so uh the uh the garment that they wear uh i learned a lot about that and then they have these little uh sticks that point out of it that you put in strategic positions so they don't grab certain spots of your body and blah 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 but basically what I think you're asking, uh, it's basically you start as soon as it starts the ref, which I'm sure that's not what they're called. As soon as the ref starts the match, you go at each other and it's to get the person out of the ring, either they're any part of their body. If it's out of the ring, they lose. Or if you're uh, anything but your feet or your legs touch the sand in the ring, uh, it's probably not sand, but uh if so if you fall forward if uh, like you run at somebody and they push you down and you fall f uh, face forward into the ring but you're still within the ring you lose okay so, oh wow yeah it was, it was pretty fascinating that's pretty cool yeah um so that was a good fourth of july and now we're here and i'm very tired <laughs> running at 40 percent hell yeah dude 40 percent's the way to run yeah but we're here to uh recap some news so there, there's been quite a bit of news especially uh with britney spears which we will get into but uh we have a few things to start with uh dave do you want to tackle this first news item because i put your alternate news uh headline as the name of it okay so the the basic idea is that the banjo player for mumford and sons winston marshall he officially the headline was that he officially leaves the, the band after uh controversially praising a right-wing book um, and he said he regrets apologizing for it because he took time to do to go, okay, well, let me just sit back and figure out where I was wrong and you know check my blind spots to see what's going on. And then he retracted his apology and in the interest of not dragging everybody in the band with him, decided to quit the band. So I joked and said that an alternate title for that headline is Mumford and Sons Banjo Player ruins his career because he wants to speak <laughs> lose the best gig he'll ever get a yeah. Yeah. Joe player yeah, uh, maybe no. the avid brothers are hiring <laughs> so i mean they're I both mean, really really good at banjo the name the name of the book is that, that he that he like really likes is uh, unmasked inside antifa's radical plan to destroy democracy i'm like yeah, you know, that sounds fucking awesome well, dude wait, let's go uh, adam you, you know i, I gave you the uh the links uh, can you please pull out your phone no i'm not doing that this week uh, what the hell i sent all the links this time when you sent the links i was like that's for adam yeah, yeah i didn't have to say it i do appreciate that you did but You're i'm not welcome. gonna do that now i'm professional go so ahead the, the book was exploring far left idealism 
kind of extremism yeah is what he was saying yeah it's i mean i think it's funny that there's like a book about what antifa's big plan is like somebody decided let's go write it all down as mm-hmm. if that's how that happens. As if, but. as if that's what Antifa did. Right. As if Antifa is an organization. Well, we can speak because we are Antifa. And um, whoa, whoa, that... whoa, 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 whoa! Do not out us like that, man. I mean, Come I know on. we're a liberal podcast. I'm sorry, you Fuck. guys. I, I didn't know that it was controversial to say we don't like fascism. My well, bad. And, and so <laughs> Come he on, was, man. He was saying that he also doesn't like fascism. Yeah. So, so he doesn't like extremism on uh, either side. He said he considers himself a centrist, if not. A liberal like a, a leftist sure right and he but that's not going to save his career now. it's not and he wanted to express himself freely and he felt that he should have the liberty to comment on extremism but that in today's society you can't make any comments on on any side either way because everything is so like one side or the other that he was getting threats saying that he's a he's a fascist and that he's a right-wing zealot and he's a nazi and things like that and it's like I feel bad for the guy. Yeah. At the end of the day, I mean, he'll probably be back in the band in a couple well, years. Well, he said he's taking time away. Yeah, he'll be back in the band in a couple of years. And, Same and, thing with you know any anyone who's been quote unquote canceled the last couple of years, they eventually come out of it because yeah, we're a terrible world, and that's what happens. But I do I do admire the fact that he said I I don't want to have to be silenced about this to keep my career. I want to be able to speak freely on something sure, I yeah. feel strongly about. He said his family was involved in uh, the Holocaust, that some of them were killed in the concentration camp under uh, an extreme regime. So he was like, I don't want to be silenced to talk about stuff like that if it relates to me in that way. So I want to be able to speak freely on it. I think that the, the, the thing is, is that like it doesn't it, it's really important for anyone in the public eye to remember that no matter what you say, you're going to have someone disagreeing with you on some level. So like. Maybe what he's saying isn't 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 bad, right? Let's say hypothetically, everything that every person says has like some level of like, oh, this is totally okay. In this case, I think that he's fine. But like, to to step away from it is a boundaries thing, which I do respect. But then there's also the level that's like, if you wanted, like, you realize you've been in this giant band for years, like the public eye sucks. But no matter what you do, you're not going to nail it. You know, it's not going to be perfect. Someone's going to be mad at everything. So. I mean, like, like live your best life, live your truth, set boundaries, but also understand that if you make a comment as someone in the public eye, they are, there are going, there is going to be backlash. They're going to be backlash. Well, and so he was saying, out of love for the band, he doesn't want to drag them through it because he's retracting his apology. Sure. And okay. I, I respect that even more because mm. he's like, he said that it already started to happen within 24 hours. He was getting threats. Totally, he was getting it, called it, all it these things. It was really immediate. For yeah. Them specifically yeah i'm so. shocked that you know as hagan was saying i mean he's in the public eye so you know this is going to happen you should know at least um well, so i'm this is a good example of why you just shouldn't post to twitter if you're a celebrity or if you do just know that that's going to happen and be prepared or to that, yeah. you know not like double down or something like that uh but know what's going to happen and be able to either defend yourself or be level-headed about it but it, right. he seemed uh, to be you know, just kind of caught off guard about it. Yeah, because yeah. he was saying that over quarantine, he was uh, reading, posting what books he was reading. I think it was on his Instagram, and somebody posted it to Twitter. But he was saying that he didn't have a big following because he's a fucking banjo player in Mumford right. and Son. But um, that he hadn't been getting much reaction from the things that he posted, so he was totally blindsided by the fact that there was such a reaction to it. Well, as a member of Antifa... I want to go ahead and publicly say that our agenda is to 
slowly chip away at Mumford and Sons until they are no more. Next news topic. One down, and I don't know, maybe five more to go? I don't know how many there are. <laughs> next. Adam, we got yeah. one of the Sons. How many Sons are there? Yeah. <laughs> There's four of them. Okay. This uh, next news article is for you, Adam. A- any guess what it is? No, as I pull my phone out. Man, pull your phone out. Come on. Well, no, no, don't even worry about it. Adam, who is producing Halsey's new album? Oh, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. What a, like, out of Did left field. I not expect that, yeah. I think it's cool, though. I, 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 I do want to say that, like, I believed that Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross could do anything before this, but, like, I think what sold me on, like, oh, these guys are more than just, like, you know, Nine Inch Nails and, like, Nine Inch Nails for a film... Uh, because they really it's still nine inch nails when you listen to any of their scores the thing that sold me of like oh these guys have a wide uh range is the movie soul and i know they did that with john i I think that and and mank also for different reasons that's true i forgot they did that but even still collaborating with john baptiste is not super in their range and having that be a thing that went like so well that they're doing an album together maybe is like some rumors that were out there recently that'd be awesome just because just to just to do it because they had a good time working together i imagine i mean i've heard interviews with john batiste he is just like he just seems like a beam of energy like just positive and just super excited and just excited to create i don't get that same radiance from trent reznor or atticus ross i i I get the sense they love it (laughs) so trent reznor's changed a lot over the years I, i would love to see those three in a room where it's just like John Batiste like, come on guys, yeah. <laughs> or John Batiste playing like a really uh, hop and jazz piano thing, and Reznor, Trent Reznor's like <laughs> <laughs> gleefully dancing around. So I think this could go a couple ways. Uh, so Halsey, I mean, it, it is interesting that they're going to produce something that's not their own thing. Yeah, and it, like a mega pop record. The first time they've ever done something like that because it's always been their own stuff. And like in this case with John Batiste, this was on there with him yeah yeah and, and also, if, it, if it goes well that opens a lot of doors yeah. yeah and you wonder like how that even came like like what like what conversation the, the con- yeah the conversation yeah. that was like we want to work with you and it, was oh, like, it uh, makes complete sense to me because what is she like 24 or something yeah. like that i mean i guarantee you it's one of those things where it's like oh who would you love to work well, with and that was probably it okay of course that's her answer but what's their answer then immediately right is what like was there a conversation or not that's what i'm fascinated by like was it like a thing where they were like "Ooh, that would be really fun or it's like what are you working on can we hear right. what you got so far what your ideas are what you right. want from this record and then we can kind of go from there because i would assume that people have wanted them to produce records for them before exactly and i'm sure they've just said no we're good we're doing our own thing yeah I think it'll go one a couple of ways. I think it's still going to sound like a Halsey record. I don't mm-hmm. think we're going to come out of this and be like, "Oh shit, Halsey's industrial music now." <laughs> um, but it would it'd be interesting to go. I, I think the furthest she would go is if you ever saw the girl with the dragon tattoo, um, the one that they did. Um, maybe it would sound like that Karen O song where they did the cover of Immigrant Song, where I, it I was still, yeah. you know, it you know industrial but it's like a rock song this so is, i could see it being that. this is actually trent reznor and atticus ross's plan to like turn pop music into like industrial music this is like they're like this is the conspiracy of the fucking music century trent reznor's done it once yeah why not exactly. do it again exactly it's time to bring it back i don't think it is <laughs> i like industrial music i like industrial music but i think it, does, it is it does a, feel like a very like product of its time I think that, and then also I think it's a genre that thrives in its constraints. So when it is pop, or not pop, when it is popular and 
it feels very much like, oh, what do we do with all this money? Whereas like a band like Daughters, who I would say is very industrial at this moment, uh, I think they thrived on, you know, having a limited budget and, you know, having 10 years to make one record Mm -hmm. because they didn't have to, you know, do that uh, record label mumbo jumbo. I don't know. Adam, are you going to listen to it, you think? I mean, I don't see why not. But then again, I haven't listened to the Daughters album, and you've been telling me to listen to it for I don't so think long. you'll like it. Although you, you have always prefaced it with, I don't think you'll like it. I don't think anyone will like it. Maybe Hagen will I like it. I tried it. I tried it. But I think, I, I don't I tr- think you'd no, like it either. You you told me when like when, the, when this first started, like, you need to listen to this album like it's crazy. I don't think you'll like it, but you should listen to it. I listened to it three times from front to back because you said front to back in one sitting did that three times and since then i don't know if i can trust anything you say that's <laughs> are you sitting there like i just don't i don't know no i'm sitting there like i get it i fucking get it but oh, turn okay. it off turn yeah. it off <laughs> you should uh watch uh, i sent dave a live performance of them in like new york city at like a very small dive bar and they're not a big band but they're not a dive bar band no and it if you uh found that listening experience frustrating you would find the I'm concert sure. even more frustrating because the singer is one of those guys who like just goes in the crowd and is just like going crazy he's not attacking people or anything like that but at the end of the show like he destroys two mics Ugh. throughout the uh, show and it's just crazy but it's one of those things where like i was watching it it's like a 20 or 30 minute performance and i was just like oh my god i'm so stressed this like <laughs> I, I gotta see this band live because like wow I'm so stressed just watching this, and I could only imagine what it's like being actually there in the audience. It's fascinating. <laughs> I hate the idea of, of it, unless they're, uh, the microphones were owned by the lead singer, I hate the idea of breaking a venue's gear. Yeah. But uh, I will say, they'll just put it on the tab of the band. And it was one of those things where it was a sponsored event in New York oh, City, okay. so I guarantee you it's like, oh, he destroyed two microphones. And I'm not saying that this, like, He's completely vilified of this, but uh, that just means the venue is going to get two brand new microphones. Yeah, that's true. So once again, still not the most ideal thing to do, but it's not the worst outcome for the venue. So the Grammys, you guys like the Grammys? Mm-hmm. Did you all have a fun mm-hmm. time? At the Grammys? When you Had were a great nominated time. for Best Podcast? Had a great time. Yes. It was fun. From the guys who brought you Hamilton, the podcast. <laughs> And Glee the podcast. And Glee the podcast. Oh it, man, there's so many Glee the podcast. Yeah, I, guess, I guess we haven't we haven't talked about the bonus episodes. Yeah, bonus. What a better time show. to do than in the middle of the episode. You know, I like it. This is our ad spot <laughs> for ourselves. Yeah. Do you like bonus? Bonus. Bonus. <laughs> do you like Glee and you want to hear some people talk about it for four hours? <laughs> some people. <laughs> Never met him. Brought to, you by, cool. brought to you by some people. Well, Hagen had an idea. I mean, we've toyed with the idea of a Patreon, uh, but just didn't want to commit to uh, your tax dollars. So we... Uh, I think they're just they're normal dollars. But... I don't understand. Okay. <laughs> so Hagen had the idea of like, oh, let's do... Uh, there. We have some things that have been floated around. We get emails of like, oh, you guys should do this. And we think, ah, that's probably not right for the actual... Uh, the uh, the, the canon pod- yeah the canon podcast <laughs> canon <laughs> and um this is a way for us to you know kind of cut some of those strings uh, it's not something we necessarily have a schedule for um right now we have three 
coming out. You know, we've had three in a row, but you know, it may be something we do once a month. But we're just, uh, we're just shooting the canon. The Glee, the Glee podcast isn't canon in the regular podcast. I would agree with that statement. Whatever, dude. I'm sorry. You can't say things like that. When There's a curse. When you're on a when you're on a right uh, in a bonus episode, then then it won't be canon. No, it'll be canon, man. It's all <laughs> canon. Okay, Hagen, put your big bonus away. We are talking. So sorry, I made a big mistake having ice ice in your drink. <laughs> That's really not a big. I've been like I've been like carrying it so slowly every time I He's take a sip. He's been trying to take a drink for like 20 minutes now. Yeah, man. Sorry, you were talking about something. <laughs> so whenever we give people food, it's called like feeding them. But whenever you give someone a drink, what's that called? Quenching their thirst? No. No, drink, and this drinking, is a genuine question. Legitimately, I thought you were about to plug the name of our this, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so did I. Was going. I was like, are you just trying out ads right now? <laughs> I was like, this is good. Whenever there's an artist, what do we do? That was a shower thought Don't of feed mine. the artist. <laughs> I had the same thing with buildings. I said buildings should be called builts when they're done. Maybe. Uh, yeah. When they're in construction, they should be buildings. The only the the furthest I've gotten in my thought is, so, breastfeeding is technically drinking, so maybe it's still called feeding, being fed. I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, that checks out. Yeah, sure. Check, All right. So, how's your Grammy? Back. Yeah, how's your Grammy, Adam? Yeah, check back with us next week to see if we figured out what that's called. Hagen's got a darn award behind him. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> We're allowed to cuss on the show. You can say it. Oh. He's got a fuck award behind him. <laughs> Dude, I wish I had a fuck award behind me. <laughs> we can't laugh like last time. My grandma is still dead. <laughs> What's the it's next fucking big fan? So, uh, the Grammys has like, always... The Grammys happened. And yeah, the we Grammys... We're still talking about it. Yeah. If y'all remember when the Grammys happened, when we watched it all together live... Um, there was that part where they said, we know that we have a lot of work to do when it comes to inclusion, blah, blah, blah. Uh, whether or not you feel that was enough, uh, it, the video is not enough, but it's them saying they're going to do stuff. Uh, they have now touted that uh, basically they have a very diverse, um, the new uh, Grammy voters, uh, the new class of Grammy voters is what they're calling, is extremely diverse. And, you know, whether that will actually i don't think they've actually said like oh you know it's uh this amount i think they said something like 55 percent is from uh minority groups so it, it's good to see that yeah. but i mean you have to start somewhere yeah and they can't change it overnight even no. though they do make the rules so they could technically figure out a way to do that but it probably wouldn't go well we actually so know some people who are uh voting members now I will yeah. not say names, but we know people who are not who are voting members. Now. Yeah, so I was that's what I was just trying to find out. I think yeah, they said that it was like forty seven percent of the people are female already. Yeah. If only I had sent the links, Adam could have looked this up for us. <laughs> if only. But well now and all the new members of the academy are responsible for voting, whereas yeah. previously it was a select number of people who represented genres. Yeah. Well yeah. yeah, it was it was even like split down in categories too for certain awards. Right. You were like you know, not a designer working on like you know artwork for the albums or something. You couldn't vote on that, for example. Right. Which I they think were like kind, kind of industry guild kind of things, which we talked about might be a problem. Well, well, but. I think that could make sense. Uh, but you know, you see it from both ways, and kind of getting a little off topic. Uh, the Oscars is like the opposite, where everybody votes on everything. So if you have uh, people who 
you know, I don't know how many Oscar. I mean, the the most like famous example probably is that people who don't work in animation vote on the animation like best animated film of the year. Yep. And they just go, well, what movie did my kid watch? Exactly. Well, my kid right. saw Soul. I have never heard of any of these other. Right. What is Isle of Dog? Yeah. So, um, I don't. So there are examples on both ends where it's like, you know, well, if only artists or sorry, if only graphic artists can uh, do whatever we're talking about voting uh in the grammys for artwork then you are limiting you know basically the populace and it limits and the but there should be requirements of like you have to if you're if you're on the panel for this award you have to listen to all the nominees that would be very nice and like that would be something that would be hey sign up for it maybe that's supposed to be the case with the oscars too but that just doesn't happen so unfortunately yeah It, it might be a thing where they can just make the most of it by having more people vote on each of these categories that maybe they're more likely to care if they actually do vote because you also maybe are not going to vote on every category of the grammys because it's like a couple hundred so the funny thing is that we're applying awards to art well that's that's well, what i, mean, I was gonna say like it's gotten it's, that far that now we're trying to make it more fair where yeah. we've, we've already fucked it yeah well i mean we're it's it, the, like the generalized concept is like how do we how do we allow people to vote on this in the best way possible and i think we're getting towards that but it's also this concept of like okay, everyone should vote on everything because this is all a subjective field. But then it's also like, but what about these experts who are being allowed to be voters? What about just like the person who just lists, who's just, who's just the, the audiophile who just loves everything, who listens to a lot of music? Should they be a voter? Because they probably know a lot more about what like the coolest releases are. Or, I mean, who knows? I or mean, it's, like, it's like such best a, production or yeah. best, you know, engineered record. Yeah. Yeah, there's there, there's a lot of layers to it, but I mean, I I think they are going in the right direction. I mean, I do think that simply seeing my Facebook friends post that they are Academy voting members was like, oh, they're actually doing something because like like one person in particular is like probably one of the most well listened, like well thought out musicians that any of us know, and it's like, th- yeah. Yeah, he 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 deserves this. This or they, or they deserve this. It's amazing. Yeah, uh, I think it's it's. It's a good sign of the times, though, when it's changing now, and the Grammys is sixty-two years old. It's like uh, it took them sixty-one or sixty years to even think about making a change. Yeah, but our generation, especially the generations before us, and maybe even the generation after us, or like you know whatever it is, there's enough outrage on inequality that things are starting to change. Yeah, yeah. it is good that they're making changes. Yeah, but, and it's it's again something that can't change overnight or they would probably have totally different problems. And so it's good that it seems to be making changes pretty quick yeah. in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, and I think at the end of the day, all of us agree, like, oh, we don't really care about award shows, and we don't really care about, you know, stuff like reviews. Like, you know, well, I, mean, I, I like watching Anthony Fantano, but at the end of the day, I don't re- he doesn't really change my opinion on a record I like if he dislikes it. Right. We don't care about them necessarily, but the industry as a whole does. Well, and even also, if they, even if they want to say they don't, they do care. Also, it can be the tastemaker. It, it, like people like Pitchfork and people like the Grammys can be tastemakers uh, for people who do care about that kind of stuff. So, if you're not being completely inclusive, you are uh, whitewashing, straightwashing, whatever it may be. Uh, yeah, maybe not on purpose, but if you're not aware of it, you know, you got to be aware of your uh, 
you know, pre- prejudice. In, the, in a generalized sense, too, the, like the tastemaker thing is really useful for people who maybe want to get into X kind of music and they don't really know what to start with. So they'll start with the person who won the award. Yeah. So that's like that's a really that's a really big thing with that. And I mean, the, uh, from from an artist perspective, my fuck award behind me. I mean, I I, I like it. I mean, it, it, I have it up because it I I feel good about it, whether or not it was like damn. I, <laughs> fuck. It means something. Though. It does yeah. mean something. And yeah. if it's yes. from a reliable source, then you know you could use that as a as a a rolodex of like, well, I don't know what to listen to. Let me go to the Grammy winners from last year or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I just you know because I I had this discussion the other day with someone about you know why do I still look at Pitchfork reviews even though I don't care what at the end of the day and i think it's because like there are things like i'm super into the band the mountain goats i don't think any of you guys are ever going to listen to them and even if you do i don't think you would be into them as much as i am and that's totally okay with me but that being said i still want to have that conversation with someone so like if i know pitchfork is always going to review a mountain goats record if i know they're going to review it even if they've like bombed it i'm able to be like okay this is like i'm getting that you know, discussion, even if it, if it's internal, even if I disagree with it. Do you find that, uh, do you ever list, do you ever read reviews before you listen to the record? Uh, it depends if it's a record I'm going to listen to. Probably not. Yeah, if I it's, think, yeah, if it's something I, that, I think if it's something you care about, especially you're probably not going to look at the review beforehand. Like the Halsey record, I'll probably, uh, read a review on it. And if it's trash, I probably won't listen to it. But if right. they give it anything like a six or above, I'll probably still at least give a couple tracks to listen so there are i mean like i probably wouldn't have listened to the fiona apple album if it didn't get like the i think it got a 10 on 10 yeah a 10 on pitchfork i probably wouldn't have listened to that and i'm glad i have but uh, there are examples where you know even if i disagree whether it should get a 10 or not i'm glad i've uh you know it, it will get me over there because it's like okay well i know pitchfork is run by big babies so <laughs> i just pictured <laughs> adult-sized babies writing yeah. articles and boss baby three yeah i was gonna say yeah that's what that, that's what boss baby's about isn't it and here's our next ad <laughs> for pitchfork take it away alec baldwin <laughs> i just find it i find it strange that like uh you know an article like that can give something a 10 and if you don't like it then sometimes i think like, i've been asked like do you like such and such an artist and i'm like well the way that you phrase the question, if I say no, it means that I don't like the artist. But really, I can say that I respect the artist, but I'm just not into the music. Like Daughters or, you know, like The Weeknd. I don't, I didn't, still didn't like The Weeknd record, but the three of you like it. Whoa, 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 whoa. Save your tears, friend. <laughs> <laughs> Dave doesn't get it. I don't get it. No, if you listen to the album, you might get it. Or I did if you listen, listen to, to pop radio, jeez. I don't um, listen to pop. Well, here, let me bring down the mood. Uh, you, you know, I'm glad uh, this bassist right next to me is doing first fine. Of all, first of all, none of you listen to pop radio because none of you knew Adele songs. Adele? Adele. Adele. Adele, Adele song. The, like the biggest one. That's, moving on. That's not the biggest one. Rolling uh, in the I Deep mean, is the biggest moving one. Moving on, he no. said. I do understand that The weekend is on pop radio. I know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you listen to pop radio? Uh, yeah. Like Why? radio. Why is it you because the... your phone won't work with the car? <laughs> yeah, the Bluetooth he has stops a newer working phone than like you. once a month. <laughs> no, just like just like it's not it's not pop radio. I put on like the Spotify like pop whatever like okay. once a month and just listen to whatever it is. That's pop radio. I mean, yeah, it's a little different at least because you might hear more songs than the same five. Right. Yeah. 
Sorry, depressing thing? No, I was just saying I'm really happy that this bassist to my right is doing fine because oh, no. the the bassist of Blink-182, Mark <sighs> Office, has oh, announced God. that he has been diagnosed with cancer, and uh, you wouldn't have known it. He's been undergoing uh, cancer treatment for three months now. Until this past weekend. Yeah, and he basically, he's a really, uh, he's active on social media. He has a Twitch stream where he plays video games. I mean, he's really active online, and nobody knew. And then he just posted this uh, picture of him in a chair, and it just said, one cancer treatment, please. And it was just him about to get, you know, chemo. And he took it down. What, yeah. a, what a way to announce that. Yeah. I mean, do you want, like, I can find some lyrics and quote them if you want me to figure out where he's at. Where are you? <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, all in all, it's sad. It sounds like he's got uh, good uh, spirits. It's been interesting to, you know, kind of read about it um, because he was talking about, like, oh, I want to go out. I want to go to Fourth of July things. But because if you don't know, uh, if you've never known anyone who's gone through chemo, uh, they can't, their their immune system is compromised. Yeah. So, like, they can't go outside. Especially right now because of, you know, the ongoing pandemic that... We've still have ignored here in America, but it's still a thing. We're still yep. ignoring it and fucking in this room, man. It doesn't exist. We're all hanging out. This is a safe space. We're vaccinated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when you walk in this fucking room, you go through some decontamination shit just in case. Yeah, that, there's the anti-fascist meter that we have to walk through. <laughs> if you're a fascist, say, you explode. I was going to say, what happens if it just starts beeping to somebody? And what, do you, what do we do? Fascist! <laughs> didn't, didn't, we, didn't we say, please leave, sir? Please leave, sir? <laughs> Album, you're off the show. Oh, People no. who are exhibiting fascist... Why are you on the show, man? <laughs> I don't know. People who exhibit fascist symptoms typically respond really well to being yelled at and called fascist. There you so, go. Yeah, it usually works. Yeah. yeah. I went... I, I was at... Speaking of COVID restrictions, I was at... I went to the dentist today, and when I walked in, they were like... They were like, who, uh, who are you? And I was like, I'm Dave. And they were like, oh, I didn't recognize you without your, your mask on. And she was like, we don't have to wear masks anymore. And I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. Um, I don't think that they were vaccinated. But the the lady, she goes, but I still got to take your temperature. And she took my temperature and put the thing down and didn't even look at it. <laughs> technically, like, technically she did take your temperature. She just didn't read it. She didn't read it. And that was the funniest thing about it. I love just the whole um, people. I, I mean, like, I, I'm not comfortable with the no mask thing yet. But I love seeing people that I've met only through mass and then they take it off and it's like uncanny valley and they're like their bottom half of their face doesn't match what my brain had filled in and it's yep. like they look cgi or something i'm just like you get away oh, yeah man. it's the suit it's weird one of my students has a full-on goatee yeah just like a nicely groomed goatee and i didn't know you Bob. Never, never would have known oh my, one of my uh one of my local baristas right next to my house i have the best baristas i love them um uh, I would say the place they work, except I don't want you to know where I live. Hold on, this sounds like a like Donald Trump kind of like at the best delivery. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Like I, I genuinely these I people have the best best. <laughs> genuinely, these people are great. Uh, Tyler Creator did a secret show in Dallas the other day, and they were all there, and I was talking with them about it. Like I have great conversations with them. We know each other's names. One of them, or so the, a couple of them don't wear their mask anymore. I. Uh, uh, the one that I gravitate to the most, who I relate with the most, he looked at me and he smiled and he has the biggest buck teeth and I had no clue. I was just like, whoa. <laughs> and you can't react negatively like, do you Absolutely have any chiclets? Not. Yeah. 
<laughs> my God. That was my uh, autopilot, and then I realized what you said, and I was like, ah, dang. <laughs> uh, can I get a large teeth? You have large teeth? <laughs> so, uh, here, here's the bigly one. Uh, at least uh, I think it's going to be the bigly one, is uh, Britney Spears update. Um, Hagen, do you need some time? Oh, and I can do a brief overview. Yeah, just 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 to start us off, start us off. I'm just pulling up other links. So I haven't followed up with everything, but uh, most people know she spoke in court uh, against her conservatorship, and she it's a 20 minute audio. There's leaked audio of it, and I've listened to the whole thing, and it's pretty heartbreaking. There there are funny spots where she says things like, "I, I don't even believe in therapy," or I was like. That's not a good look, but hey, yeah. like, it doesn't this change is not anything. Your case, but a, also it shouldn't. But at another point, she says, "I admit that I need it like once a week." Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it's just funny how, like, in the middle, she's like, "I believe you should only talk to God about these things." I was like, "All right, yeah. I still support this cause, but wow, that like not well, helping." I, I no, it was then unexpected too. Yeah, yeah, but it so. makes you want to go. Oh, she's fine. She doesn't yeah. need a conservatorship. So uh, she spoke in court uh, and. Basically, the court has done exactly what you would expect and did not reverse her conservatorship. Her father is also now uh, saying, because, of course, Britney Spears did say things uh, negatively about her father, saying she wants to sue him, stuff like that, and compared the conservatorship to slavery. And she basically, you know, didn't paint her family in a good light, said she wants to be able to sue her family for the way she's been treated. And her father is now wanting to investigate those claims saying, you know, it's like defamation or whatever, uh, basically trying to say like, oh, you can't say that about me. And now just today, her manager of 25 years uh, resigned as her manager. And, uh, you know, it's it's speculation at this point, but basically uh, I think the reason why he ended up backing out of their working relationship is he is been on record to say oh she's been saying since 2019 that she is going to officially retire because of this stuff so because of that he said well i if uh, there's no work for me i'm out but at this point like that literally just happened today he and, resigned today and so, wow and speculation her, and her uh court appointed attorney submitted yes petition to resign as well and, um that's well, as of today as well and her conservator uh because it's like a co-conservatorship between her family and a like yes. uh, a professional and yeah. the professional asked the judge to be released from the conservatorship and the judge granted that yeah. so it's a shit show it, it absolutely is like everyone's done with it so i have i screenshot i read the transcript of the of her what, what she was saying in court man and by the way the audio the leaked audio it is a nightmare to listen to for many reasons because it's very hard to listen to but the thing that bugged me the most is it's it, like it must be leaked by a, an influencer because they're typing the whole time and they have the clicking noise on they're getting notifications i was just like this is driving me insane yeah it's it's also it's also the uh like, like so 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 you read it so you saw that the the, the judge had to keep being like miss spears uh, please, slow, please down. slow down uh our, our what's it called she's the, stenographer yeah, yeah stenographer's trying to trying to catch up so so this yeah, is exactly. the, she's, she's nervous. nervous. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She's yeah. super nervous because she didn't she's like, I haven't seen you in two years and yeah. I want to correct what I said. But I just the the ending of it I have she said, So basically this conservatorship is doing me way more harm than good. I deserve to have a life. I've worked my whole life. I deserve to have two a two to three year break and just, you know, do what I want to do. But I do feel like there's a crutch here and I feel like I feel open and I'm okay to talk to you today about it. 
but I wish I could stay with you on the phone forever because when I get off the phone with you, all of a sudden I hear these, all these no, no, no. And then all of a sudden I get, I feel ganged up on, I feel bullied and I feel left out and alone and I'm tired of feeling alone. I deserve to have the same rights as anybody else. Uh, anybody else does by having a child, a family, any of those things and more so. Uh, and that's all I wanted to say to you. And thank you so much for letting me speak to you today. Does that sound like somebody who is like being helped? On top of that, someone who, you know, she played residencies. She has been playing tours under this. Like, it's just crazy. She talked about in that how she was forced to do that. She didn't want to do those things. She was purely forced. I almost went mad this weekend driving nine hours a day. So the the idea of her holding a travel schedule of probably nine hours a day and then also doing all these dances, managing, like, you are basically a CEO when you are that level and being able to manage a schedule like that like but the, but the thing is for her is that like she, like the, she doesn't have a chance to manage a schedule yeah everyone's doing it for her so no matter what she has like in her brain of how this should look if she did want a tour she doesn't have a chance to make it the way that she wants right it's it's whatever somebody else decided for yeah. her and then they fed her like here you can rehearse your dancers you can be yeah. in control of the choreography and then one of the one of the people was like hey we're going to do this move and she was like we're not going to do this move and she said that all of the dancers that all of the new people for the new residency in Vegas went into a separate room and left her there for 45 minutes and then the next time she went to therapy which she was going to like four times a week yeah uh, like psychotherapy and like regular therapy and not even at her house like they made her go to a specific spot which she speculates like oh that's where paparazzi is like people are having lunch like it's right, a very public spot make it public yeah. and of course that's speculation on her part but in the end she is such a high profile person and this is such a high profile case she should be able to you know have that happen at her mm-hmm. house especially with like the conservatorship the amount of money that they're doling out they can afford that well yeah. and that's yeah and she was like for 45 minutes and then the next time she went to therapy all she heard about was that she wasn't cooperating at rehearsal yeah and mm-hmm. she was like if i'm well enough to work and pay all of these people to keep me in the conservatorship how can you not see that i don't need to be in this anymore yeah yep so it, it's fucked up and you know i i know we've all seen the headline but uh the best America could do was release Bill Cosby. So, you know, it, it, on it's a technicality. Fucked. Yeah, and here we have, you know, well, suddenly he's not blind anymore. Who yeah, why? <laughs> right. And you know, she's thirty-four, I think, or no, she's like forty. She's, it doesn't matter. Something. But I, I didn't realize she's been in this since two thousand eight. Two thousand eight, which is she's thirty-nine. Gross. That's like twelve years. Yeah, 12, I mean, 12, 13. Effectively, it's it's her entire like adult life. She was 25 or 26 when she went in. It's fucking insane. And she even says, like, hey, you know, conservatorships could be positive, but this is not one of those, like, yeah, I'm being, like, it's just crazy. They're they're mostly not made for, like, people her age. They're they're, they're not intended for people her age. And they can't exist for people her age, but, like, she had had a, a bad moment in 2008 and suddenly her like the rest of her life is just fucked it's just not it's just not okay was that when she shaved her head yeah. yes which is like it got made in such a bigger deal than it needed to be but even if it was a big deal and like maybe someone in a situation like that needed some help just for a little bit to clear up their senses i mean the t- 13 years and yeah. like has done tours and all that stuff like at that point it, you know 
the writings on the wall that hey you're you're using and abusing this person well and she said she was like miley cyrus can go on stage and smoke weed and not have any repercussions yeah but i can't shave my head right yeah you shouldn't be judged by your worst day no i, I don't think you know obviously within reason but yeah. for as a, a good rule of thumb uh give someone a chance especially when it's coming to from like a mental breakdown or mental health issue yeah whether or not they believe in therapy i don't hagan do you have any drama in that corner over there oh yeah i i got my favorite one that 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 luckily jackson already had on the list but this this was the one that i was gonna it's talk about the top no and maybe only one um it's the best it's so fucking good man courtney love just sucks so Courtney Love accuses Olivia Rodrigo of copying whole album cover. Quote, it was rude of her. Now, I'm going to talk way too much about this because I read all the Facebook posts. I read all the comments that Courtney Love happened to go into uh, uh, replying to. Now, I'm not going to read all of to those. pick up their fucking phones. Yeah, right? Let's get this. No. I did. Uh, look, I read the entire Britney <laughs> Spears fucking transcript. It took all of the free time I had today. So, so, uh, the the album cover that, that 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 she's referring to is basically like a prom album cover, basically. So Courtney Love, uh, this album for Hole, she's basically like like a, a prom queen, and she's like crying, holding flowers. And Olivia Rodrigo has a similar photo. By no means is it the same photo. You guys can check it out yourself, probably in show notes. Um, before I read any any comments, in particular um, when uh, I guess Courtney Love had posted about this, like posted like a picture of them comparing. Olivia Rodrigo had commented, "Love you," and lived through this so much. And Courtney Love's response to that was, "Olivia, you're welcome. My favorite florist is in Notting Hill, London. DM me for deets. I look forward to reading your note. Basically, your apology." What a fucking! <laughs> I mean, like, what the fuck? So I do want to say. That when it comes to, there are instances where artists will have very similar artwork, like the Justin Bieber thing, and typically these things. Well, the, the Justin Bieber thing is not similar artwork; it's the same, like yeah, it's a, it's logo, a cross, basically. right? Yeah. So, but what I'm trying to say is, these things come up, and sometimes they're settled responsibly, but often what happens is, like, it, especially in this case, is Courtney Love is acting like she came up with that album cover. Courtney Love did not come up with that album cover. I, I've never come up with an album cover, and uh, you know I'm on the lowest end of the spectrum. So it's just like it, this. What I think should be happening, if there is any argument for like, oh, copyright, you should be talking. It, it would be one thing if Courtney Love said, ah, oh, my photographer or artist who did this artwork did a great job, and I see that uh, you're really inspired by it. That would be nice, but this is literally her just to well, get drama, and it's. Well, and not the same. This kind of thing yeah. happens with people wanting to pay like tribute to artists who influenced them or whatever, even if that's not the case. Like that kind of thing happens, and that's fine. <laughs> you can recreate the same artwork, and it's not a like a, like a copyright problem, like yeah. the Justin Bieber thing. The yeah. really the really big thing here is that it's not the same. It's yeah, same it's in concept, yeah, it's, but it's it looks very different. Concepts, which that was also probably not the first time that concept had been done. It'd be yeah. the same. It was if inspired we... by Carrie. That's why Courtney Love did it. Right. It'd be the same if, you know, every band who has taken a photo of themselves, On if those were the parking garage. Yeah. If those <laughs> were the same. Good one. Damn. We were, we were in the parking garage. Okay. We yeah, did some on top. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Hagen loves to be on top. All right. And, uh, <laughs> fuck award. 
Fuck award, baby. <laughs> Damn. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's it, the the biggest thing also is that like if you haven't listened to the Olivia Rodrigo record, I mean, it is it is simply just like if you if you want to feel like you're 18 and sad again, that's that's what you listen. That's what you do. Like that's how you feel. And so her like having like a prom queen like sad like p- promo art thing makes sense it's like how she feels it's like a good representation of the album material no sorry this is only copying courtney Lawrence. and moving forward if you, wait, so... <laughs> if you want to hear uh how we feel about the olivia rodrigo record listen to our episode on paramore what <laughs> fuck you What's, i was one listen- song i was yeah. listening sorry. to the album sorry. the other day the olivia rodrigo album and so most people know this but driver's license is what got her big that was the first song disney uh, channel got her big bro okay yeah but the, as <laughs> disney a, channel get you big <laughs> we definitely need to move Stop. on we 100 yeah. percent so, need to move on <laughs> i was listening to that album and you know there's a lot of great songs on it and i feel like that driver's license song just sticks out it, it doesn't fit cohesively uh, I, in I that it, but it's, it's so weird I, I don't but know it's if a, that's because we all heard it no, it, it it doesn't fit, before. but it's it but it's like a it's it, a fucking ballad. It's a it's an amazing ballad that shouldn't have, like not shouldn't have, but like is a shock to have been written in 2021. It's very clear that that song was finished before they even yeah. started the album. Which I guarantee what happened is the song came out and then they're like, oh shit, this is massive. We need to do an album now. And she kicked ass on the album. Yeah. And they're like, well, we need to put the song on there. And it's just like, I think they could have pulled that out or have that be a bonus track. Yeah. And like that would have. But like when I'm thinking cohesively, it, it just sticks out, which is weird because it's like every song is the same lyrics. So it, it sticks it sticks out in like a, in like probably like a, a, a tonal sense, but in reality, I think it's like it's just like a it's a ballad. It should it shouldn't be like third on the album. It should be later in the album. I think I forget what that song is called. That like traitor, or you didn't cheat, but uh, you're not a cheater, but mm-hmm. you're still a traitor. Yeah. I think that's a ballad, and they could have taken driver's license. That's now. fair, but that's not what we're here to do. So I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna read one one little like it's not little it's a long Facebook thing. Now before I read the the comment, um, uh, I'll, I'll read the first person's like reply, and then Courtney Love replied to that. The way that she types drives me insane. First of all, there's so many typos, and then there's a space before and after each period. It's very hard to read. Um, so the comment is, this is a silly thing for you to get mad about. Artists steal all the time. See Bob Dylan and Woody Guthrie and countless others. Plus, she's a kid. Why not be proud of the impact you have on her and others instead of sni- uh, sniping at some someone paying homage or borrowing one of your ideas? It's especially silly for anyone from the grunge era to complain about stealing, since grunge bands took from each other all the time. Some cyberbullying vibes on your part, be an elder stateswoman, not a bomb thrower. Courtney Love's response. That's all really good points. Yeah, that's <laughs> I am both. Your version isn't mine. Stealing an original idea and not asking permission is rude. There's no way to be elegant about it. I'm not angry. It happens all the time to me. And he really, I'm very gracious. What? And he really, I'm very gracious or say nothing. Ah. It's okay. She's fine. But this was bad form. That's not bullying or bomb throwing. This person's music has nothing to do with my life. Possibly never will. It was rude, and I gave every right to stick up for my work. Don't gatekeep me. That's a- I'm honorable as fuck to my fellow artists, and I expect the same. No, but that's a really rude way to say it. I'm never going to listen to you, and you don't matter. Yeah. And then she goes, but I'm important. Also, and I respect others. Do, I mean, maybe, I don't know if Olivia had the idea for that album cover, but maybe... Uh, it's like, do you think that she knows who Courtney Love is or Hole? 
I mean, don't I've, know. Well, I've, even if she does, does she care? No. All that aside, like, let's say, let's say that like this worked the way that a lot of things do, where it's like uh, maybe this isn't like this isn't her, isn't her idea, and it was someone else's idea, it just happened to fit the theme. Don't blame the eighteen-year-old. Yeah, and also stop acting like you came up with this. You didn't come up with the photography. You didn't. Yeah. Like Courtney Love, you are successful in your own right. She didn't copy a whole song. She yeah. and she didn't even copy the artwork. But even if she did, like you are taking credit for someone else's work, which is the thing you are getting mad at somebody mm-hmm. at right now. But every time we've mentioned Courtney Love, it's because she's causing some kind of controversy it's on, all she does on instagram man. and stuff so like this kind of fits it, yeah. it would just be nuts if kurt cobain were still alive and he was just somebody did a uh similar uh picture to the baby in the pool on the nirvana album and he was just like oh you're copying me it's like bitch you did not come up with that like i i appreciate it but you didn't right yeah. that it would be the same thing i bet i bet actually what would happen is there would be like a similar album cover where there's a baby in a pool and there wouldn't be the dick and kurt Cobain would be like oh they're fucking losers they didn't put the penis in the album cover for theirs <laughs> but I, I mean not to speak for kurt but i feel like he'd be like cool things are progressing that too that too yeah i feel like i just came off really aggressively and i'm not calling uh courtney love a bitch i was calling her dead husband a bitch in this hypothetical situation <laughs> Does that make it better? No, it doesn't. I, I, I but think, I found I think, myself I think thinking. Actually on, I think on one level it makes it better. I think on 40%. One... <laughs> 40%. That on record. Yeah. But in the last month, we've had Courtney talk about, on, on her own volition for both of these things, she's talked about Dave Grohl and, and uh, Trent Reznor, and now she's bitching about Olivia Rodrigo. Do we think that she's releasing something? No, I think she's fucking uh, no. just 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 can't stand like not doing this kind of thing. Well, Release yeah. the not, Cobain not cut. Being in the news and like, <laughs> being relevant right yeah <laughs> i don't doubt that she's had some shit handed to her in life that's not that's been less yeah. than good right but yeah. i also don't think that she's the model citizen she's, well she also she also was a trust fund kid who bought drugs for all the local bands well regardless of any of that if you are suffering from being bullied that doesn't mean you should bully right. people it doesn't make suit. it okay for you to go bully someone else like I'm, yeah. I'm 100% with you. I guarantee, as a woman in a music industry or yeah, the entertainment industry, yeah, she suffered through more than I will ever suffer through. I yeah. guarantee it. But that doesn't give you the right to treat others poorly, especially yeah. bully an, another, like a younger, brand new to like the music yeah. scene. Like it doesn't. It's it's so it's if so. If she dumb. truly cared about like squaring this away properly, she would have reached out to her yeah. management. Like yeah. it would have been dealt with behind closed doors. I always think about Tom Petty and. Uh, Me too, dude. Well, <laughs> I just think about Tom Petty a lot. But he, who was that? Who's that artist that did? Uh, Tom Petty and, and this artist had a similar. Sam Smith. Fuck you, man. That was I, I was gonna say that. <laughs> no, but Sam Smith. When 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 that whole thing happened with their similar yeah. songs, uh, he his, I think Sam Smith's response was like, "It's fine. We're dealing with it. It's cool. Tom Petty's being super cool about it." Yeah. That's hey, how you deal with well, it. And Those were all adults. Yeah, in, be an elder situation. statesman. Well, yeah. it was like it was like the it was like the, we talked about the 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 Pliny and Doja Cat thing. Like right. that that was all handled through Instagram DMs. Pliny woke up to to messages about like up with like Doja Cat like apologizing and like making sure that it would be handled in the best way possible. And I for one can't wait for that collab. There's yeah. plenty of examples of that. I mean, there's like, plenty yeah. of examples. <laughs> Even that. Um, God, who, uh, Dua Lipa, she has that song that, da, 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 da,
right. guess what? When they were in the studio, they were working on that song, and like as they were finishing it, they were like, "Oh shit!" Dua Lipa was, uh, and her producers were. They said, "This sounds a lot like that NXS song." Cool. Let's give them a writer's credit and just go ahead and avoid any issues there. Cool. And that's just you know, yeah. There's yeah, great ways awesome. of handling that. So, do we have any more drama, or do we want to just move into what we've been listening to? Man, I feel like that's gonna be drama too, but it's fine. We can, oh. Uh, yeah, so uh, there's one more piece of news I forgot, and I'm going to go ahead and take it so Hagen can't. Um, oh, man. Uh, between the buried shit. and you me. Forgot. You forgot I about 100% it. You percent shit. Did. Yeah, fuck, I shouldn't have said Between the buried and me has announced Colors 2. And Jackson's trying to ruin it for me. The sequel. He's trying to ruin it to for To their me. most famous album from 10 or so years fucking ago. Fucking listens to Coheed and Cambria every album's a fucking sequel yeah, to the last. I don't know if you get to say anything about that. But then. they've been consistent, and I'm not saying that they're, you know, gods or anything like that but I, I think it's so funny i i texted i texted hagan about this and he was super angry so i was like okay cool i'm gonna back up i'm gonna talk to my other friend whose favorite band is between the barrier and me i said so what do you think about this and he said man if it's a gimmick if i've seen one but if the music's good i'll give them a pass it, it's not it's it's a gimmick as much as colors was a gimmick in the first place yeah because it, there's no cohesive storyline. It's not a concept record yeah. in lyrics. It's a concept record musically. So I just think it's funny. All I'm saying, and I'm, I'm completely with you, like excited for new music, but I think it's super funny releasing a sequel to your most famous album like a decade plus later. After a pandemic. Yeah, like it, it, to me it screams <laughs> like, uh, what's a good way to get, and it's smart. The same way that Wolfpack does things, it's smart. It's going to get people to go back into their music who probably wouldn't have. You know, just as much as I do, there are shitty Between the Buried and Me fans who will not oh. listen to anything after uh, Colors. There's a lot of people who don't listen to anything after Alaska. And it's going to get them. Like, it's going to get those people there. But the thing is, is that I Because they're bet, boneheads. I bet that this is more of a statement of where they are as a band. Less of music, less of a... Less of a, less of a uh, a PR Where are thing they? Or uh, Mesa Verde? They're in fucking Casunasa, bro. They're in Casunasa. fucking yeah, Casunasa, bro. What do they play? Ibanez? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> they, they, I, I bet that they are simply naming it this because of where they are as a band. And maybe there's some level of, of it that is PR, but I do think that it has solely to do with like musically, this album came together as as colors one did it probably was some kind of like emotional natural thing and not like they were trying to do something the one thing that i'll say about automata which was their last album it always felt like there was some aspect of it that was like they were trying for something and the thing about like their last two albums before that well coma ecleptic and parallax coma was like we get to like be uh like we get to play what like inspired us basically because that was more based on like 70s and 80s prog and then the album before that was a true concept record which is exhausting but colors that album was like this is us just writing truly how we write and i i, I oh man <laughs> so while he's struggling to speak uh the the show notes it says BDB, BTBAM announces Colors 2, and then it's just a picture of uh, Heath Ledger's Joker with a, with a quote under it saying, and here we go. I, if I, I knew what I was it's doing. fucking working. If I, if, I say, if I say any more, <laughs> I fear that I will make Jackson feel bad, so I will not say more. And I completely agree with your Coheed comment because, I mean, they released a, an album outside of the concept, uh, of their concept, and what happened 
was so much fan black backlash, even though it is the same music as any of their other stuff, but because it was outside of the concept, everyone freaked out. And then they released the next album and they're like, this is part of a five record concept. And this is, it's about a big space prison and all that stuff. Like they doubled down on the concept. So completely, they knew, they knew yeah. what to do to sell and I'm completely aware of it. So you're right. Kohi does it. Uh, I just, Everybody does it. Yeah, exactly. The Weezer's, Weezer's entire well, career is like the blue album, the teal album, the red album, the, the black album, yep. which Metallica already did. Like Jackson said, which oh, was based yeah. off of the Beatles, the white album. So fuck Man. you, Courtney Love, and and I guess fuck you, Jackson. <laughs> I don't want to say fuck you, Jackson. No, that's no, okay. I'll say he it. Fuck a, you, Jackson. There you go. <laughs> he had a good point about this is a good way to get people back into their older stuff. Absolutely. I, I just I mean, get I, people back into the band who maybe left. Right. So yeah. I, I don't so know because I, I hope it works out but, that way for them. And to add to why Hagen was saying it's musically the same is because from the first single, "Fix the Error," mm-hmm. that I've, I, I mean, I love it. I don't know if it's a placebo, but um, it's it. They have music from the from the the first album from Colors One. In that, they have little snippets of riffs. Are we going to call it that now? Colors One. I guess. Who knows? I, I I'll I'll say that uh, it's like, a remake. Yeah, exactly. I mean, knowing like the way they write, (laughs) they're gonna have they're gonna have quotes. They're gonna have repeated themes. It's gonna be really nice. And uh, and I was like, man, do I have to get colors two tattooed on my other other side of my chest now? It it would be symmetrical. It won't be that good. There's just no way you can't have that expectation. Kara told me no already. You need to set your bar low, (laughs) and that way, when it comes out, it'll be nothing but good. But if Kara tells you no on a tattoo, then you probably shouldn't because you guys are like, what is it Sunday? Let's get tattoos together yeah the only reason i'm not in entirely more tatted than i am is because it costs money if you're gonna get more color tattoo just get an in, in rainbows tattoo uh hey. what the fuck he man. didn't like that album yeah when moniker tours we'll we'll, we'll talk about it later yeah but so, um no no no. moniker's never gonna tour again he doesn't want to drive long nine distances hours. anymore nine yeah hours. he's done i drive all the fucking time guys Whatever, i drove man. here tonight what the hell yeah well <laughs> oh, you were complaining about it though but I, but I'm really, I'm, I'm really excited. I was really excited when, when, when you sent me that, that message that Hagen, when you did that, they're gonna do colors too. I was like, this is fucking sweet. I'm super excited that they're gonna do this. It like, and broke I'm sure their they website. are too. Yeah. So like, people are excited, and it's yeah. working as the marketing tactic yeah. that Adam and I clearly see. And they did a genius it's thing. Not of, even to say it's like a bad thing. It's no, it's not. Definitely smart. Vinyl, the the vinyl variants that they have. It's just like it's genius. It's an album called Colors Two, and they have all these colored vinyl. All the colors. It's genius. Like, yeah. yeah, they're doing something very smart for a band, and it's a genre that like just like it must be so hard to get new fans in that genre, right. or it must be hard, especially as a developed band. Like, I couldn't like how does a band like that get to the quote unquote next level? That's got to be so hard, and in, in a genre like that. Well, and speaking of the next level, you could say the next level would be Dream Theater and. The first record, I think they were touring with Dream Theater around yeah, that time. They did and it. now Mike Portnoy, formerly the drummer of Dream Theater, is is a featured artist on the single. Which is so weird. That's so full circle that it's like it all makes sense. And the other two drummers that are also featured on the single are like, no one's ever fucking heard of them. Right. So maybe they're doing like a yeah a thing. It's so weird because like whenever I was reading that, um, I just couldn't like I don't mind if anybody is a better guitar player or like in a studio was like, Hey, or the guy we work with Brack, he will often play something and be like, cool. Do you want me to teach it to him? I'm like, no, you play it. I'll just give you a credit on the song. And, but like, that's so natural to hear like, 
happening, but I've never heard that on drums. It's so crazy. And, and it's super fun if you are a drummer and you like metal drums and familiar with any of these players, just listen and try to guess who each one is, like which which, which section each one took. It's really fun. And the, the, like the other cool thing is like I want I, I bet that, that there was a point where they were writing the song and and <laughs> they, he was like Blake was playing the solo. He's like, you know, it'd be cool is if someone else did this. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that way all the time. I bet. I bet. <laughs> I, I about bet. everything in life. <laughs> It'd be so nice if somebody else was doing this. Dude, it's just so some, nice if somebody else drove nine hours. And Keely's some, like, yeah, it would. Just get some guests, some guests, guest bots, man. That's that's the answer. Should we talk about what we're listening to so I can uh, just bring you my just blood pressure us. down? You oh. just told us what you were listening to. I didn't. Oh, oh man, if that's if five I'm, minutes. Oh, man. <laughs> yes. Let's do it. Yeah, I'll go first. I only have one thing. Yeah, someone else go uh, first. <laughs> I was very unprepared for this, and my iTunes library doesn't have what I'm, I've added recently, so I don't know what I've been listening to because it won't tell me. Uh, but I've been listening to the uh, the National Cherry Tree Volume 3 vinyl record that came out for their membership program. Are you and part so of that? I had signed up for year two, and then it renewed for year three, and I didn't mean to. By the way, but I just I'm want... I'm kind of glad that I did. I got to call Adam out. That subscription is a ton of money. Oh, I thought... It's $50. Okay. There's one that they have. Uh, they that's they like, have a crazy one. It's like 300 500 bucks. Yeah, I'm not it's on like, that. I love that band, but wow. I'm on the standard normal vinyl one because I wanted the one that came out last year because it was yep. like three discs and it was... Was that the High, Vi- High Violet one or... They also did that, but that was separate. But Yeah. If we they, thought we lost people on Between the Buried yeah, and Me, we've no, lost them now. now. But this uh, the album is just a live recording of them playing at Stubbs a couple years ago, and it's basically all their best songs performed yep. live and it's it's nice i don't tend to like live albums especially on vinyl but this one really works so. yeah uh i've been listening to a fuck ton of stuff because i've been driving a lot but i will uh just mention yeah, someone tells me it was nine hours yeah it was more than a that. day <laughs> at um i've driven to the place that you drove to i know how far it is w- what place uh it's new mexico old okay. mexico no old mexico oh sorry um so i've been listening to a ton of stuff but uh m- the thing I've listened to the most of the new releases is the Mountain Goats released a new album called Dark in Here, and uh, it's pretty good. I enjoyed it. It's very, uh, it was really interesting, apparently, because they, they released an album not too long ago last year, and they were they had a tour planned, and of course that didn't happen, but the plan was is they had Getting Into Knives from 2020 was finished and released, and then the first night of tour, they were going to there would be a new album at the merch table and they were going to open with the title track dark in here. And what they were going to do is start the whole set, all the lights go out and then uh, they are playing. And then as soon as the uh, term it's dark in here happens, the, all the lights in the venue would go on and they'd finish the song, which I like, I love that idea and it sucks that they weren't able to do that, but it's a pretty good album. And uh, I always love the mountain goats. So, I've been listening to, based on Jason Isbell's recommendation on Twitter, uh, Lucy Dacus, D-A-C-U-S. She's very good. Home video. The, the Antifa book Came based off June of 25th. the banjo player. <laughs> uh, is it, is it, what did you say, Dacus? Is that what it is? Da- is it, D-A-C-U-S. Yeah, she's know. great. She's I've heard great. it pronounced like eight different ways. Yeah, she's Dacus. awesome. Um, I have been listening to um, one thing from kind of recommendation from jackson uh faye webster's i know i'm funny haha did you listen to it yeah what'd you think uh yeah (laughs) 
I thought it was really wonderful. I really, I love music like that. Um, she reminds me a lot of Julia Jacqueline, who I like just a bit more. But the I, the title track of that uh, record is amazing. I thought I thought that like the difference between her and Julia Jacqueline and like some other people in, in her realm is that a lot of the stuff felt a little bit more energetic. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I I really loved this album. It was it was a ton of fun. I keep listening to it. And then um, the other one that I sh- I showed Dave some of this a week ago maybe. This guy named Cody Fry put out an album called Pictures of Mountains, and um, it's like totally a quarantine record, uh, but it's it's really good. Uh, the first song, Thinking About You, is like this like white boy jazz like anthem basically, <laughs> and uh, it's like pretty annoying, but like it's really catchy. Um, I I keep getting it it's stuck in my head right now actually. And then um, the fourth song, Photograph, is like like a a musical theater ballad. Right. It's so weird. And um, then what really sold it for me is the song London has a shout-outs for Pisco Sours, which is my favorite cocktail. So. <laughs> I fucking know that. <laughs> so I was I was like, oh, shit. I love this guy. <laughs> oh, I listened to the new Wolfpack record, the newest one, today. Oh, the, the one that came out last year? Yeah. Yeah, what'd you think? Who I, got that song? What? Who got that song on there? Didn't I, they auction off the song? Yeah, yeah. it's it's, it's uh, I, I, I think I mentioned it whenever it came out. Hold on. I, hold I, felt, I felt like that record was a mishmash and that they just wanted to put an album out. Yep, totally. Okay. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. Yeah, because yeah. so like cause, so like three on E, they've been playing three on E forever. Point Sienna is like an old bit an old Yeah. Uh, like SoundCloud thing. Yeah. Yeah. And um so, so they, there's a they, live recording, there's an Eagles cover. Yeah. Or not an Eagles cover. They put a Beatles bunch cover, of shit out. Sorry. Um uh it the band that it went to is a band called Earthquake Lights. So it's a song called Off and Away. So Earthquake Lights, and I guess Wolfpack's on it in some capacity. Um, but that was like the most produced song on the record. Yeah. And it was great. Yeah. yeah. It's 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 a cool album, but it's not Wolfpack's best. But I, I think yeah. I agree. I think they're like, we're just going to put something out. Yeah. And I, I don't hate that. Yeah. We're just going to put something out. So uh, anybody have anything else they want to add before I take us out of here? Now let's wrap this up. Uh, as we did mention, the, the bonus episodes, we're doing those. Who knows how frequently they'll be. Yeah. Uh, if you have some off-the-wall idea that you want us to talk about, uh, this is probably your best chance. So, yeah, please let us know what you think of them. Yeah, you can, you can, you can. Uh, if you want to let us know what you think of them, you can find us on social media and DM us on Instagram or Facebook, DFTA Podcast, or just Don't Feed the Artists. Um, you can also email us. What's the fucking email, man? Uh, feedback at don'tfeedtheartist.com. Feedback at don'tfeedtheartist.com. That's not it right now. It will be later. So. <laughs> you can. I was you, doing feedback. I got it. You can. You can email us if you have any crazy off-the-wall ideas, and you can um, DM us as well. So thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate you all being here. If you haven't already, press that follow or subscribe button on whatever podcast app you're doing. You should please do that. We'd really appreciate that. If you're on Apple Podcasts, you can leave a little five-star review because that does help us. We really appreciate it. We really do. Um, And thank you again. This has been uh, I'm Angry. Fuck off. Give me a tile. Turn the vibrate on my chair. I love cum. Oh, he did it. (laughs) He fucking did it.